Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Michael Foley, and this is Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo is sponsored by the Center for Humane Living in Phoenix, Arizona, which has as its vision to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. My goal is to incorporate ancient wisdom acquired from a lifelong study of martial arts, formal business leadership and coaching training, and my life experiences as a maternal fetal medicine physician, husband, and father of three to explore strategies for living a happy and fulfilled life. My approach is to use eclectic storytelling to help with the discovery of universal truths that may be applicable to your life. Don't believe anything I say, however. Seek to discover it all for yourself. Let's get started with today's topic. The lesson today is making your time count. Taste the strawberry. I think this all kind of comes about this time of the year when we're just past the holidays and we've had family get-togethers or with the COVID pandemic, maybe we've even missed those um, and had to do a lot of things virtually. But nevertheless, when we have time with the people that are really important to us, we really want to value that time. In our job, in our work, in our professions, when we interact with other people, we really want to make that time count. We want to value our time together. We actually want to be present during that time so that we can be sensitive to all the things that are going on in that interaction so we don't miss out. I remember years ago, uh, my daughter would come to visit uh, for the holidays and it would be Christmas time and we would plan and get prepared for her visit and she would be coming home from college or uh, from work and we'd have a short time with her and we really valued that time and we looked forward so much for the time that she would be there. I remember the plans that we made. Uh, we planned on getting gifts. We planned on preparing meals and then opening gifts and decorating the tree and a lot of holiday traditions we have in our family and then going to church and meeting with friends and having this party and that party. And the next thing you know, she's back on the plane going back to school again. And it seemed like all that time just flashed in front of us. And how could it have gone so fast? And I really didn't even have that much time to sit and talk with her to really explore how she's doing and I felt, gosh, I wish I could have spent that time in a more valuable way than just planning all the events that we had to plan. Well, the story today is about learning to do that. You see that there was a master walking through this jungle and taking his time to enjoy all of the sights and the smells and the sounds of the forest. And out of the background, he hears a crackling of a broken tree limb. He turns quickly to see it, and he sees a flash of black and orange. He knows that he's in a jungle, so he contemplates that perhaps this might be a tiger that might be out there and, and perhaps could even threaten him. So he takes on a little faster down the path. He hears some more crackles of the sticks and stones behind him, and he turns to see a tiger on the path, making eye contact with him, dead on path in a trot, coming after him. Out of desperation, he jumps through the thicket of the bushes and 
and logs and starts to run kind of rampantly through the woods, thinking that he might be able to escape this tiger. This, guy, this tiger's just right on his tail, leaps over all the bushes and the, and the logs, and effortlessly begins to start to catch up to him. Out of panic, he comes to a, a cliff's edge. Looking down at the cliff, he sees that it's a very deep quarry and a rock quarry at the bottom, and jumping would not be uh, a way out. He turns to see if there's anything to do, and right then, the tiger is right in front of them, hunched over, ready to pounce and growling. He sees this and it startles him and he falls backwards over this dirt cliff. And this dirt cliff is covered with vines and plants and uh, at desperation, he knows that he's on his way down to this rock quarry, what will soon to be his demise. And out of desperation, he reaches out and he grabs whatever he can on there, on the, the leaves and the and he can't get a hold of anything. And he's on his way down. He gets a hold of a big vine. And he wraps his arm around that vine. And halfway down the cliff, he finds himself at a steady point, supported by a thick vine. And he looks down to see how far it would be to drop uh, into the quarry. And at that point, he recognizes that these tigers often hunt in pairs. The second tiger was coming up from the bottom, running up and growling and Swiping his paws at him, trying to get to him, but he's just out of reach. He looks up and he sees the tiger above, reaching down and growling and swiping his paws at him. Still, he's out of reach. He seems to be in a safe zone. At this moment, he takes inventory of where he is and he sees that his whole weight is supported on this one vine. And it's kind of out of reach for him. But just as he's looking at where the vine goes into the dirt wall, a mouse comes out and starts chewing on the edge of the vine. He begins to gnaw at it and chews at it and it frays. He continues to gnaw at it and it frays to the point where it's only a string left holding his weight. And he's looking at this. He says, oh my goodness, I'm going to fall. This is not going to be able to support me. And just as he's looking around to think of what else he could do, he notices that this big plant and all these vines and plants all on this cliff edge is really a large strawberry plant. And there's vines with it. And he sees the most delicious looking strawberry. He he sees that it's huge. It's the size of a plum. And he reaches over and snaps it off the vine, pulls it over to him, and he smells it. He inspects it. He says, oh my God, this is such a beautiful strawberry. Then he takes a bite of the strawberry. And oh my, he says, this is the most sweet strawberry I have ever tasted. Yep, that's the end of the story. And like most of our, our stories of ancient wisdom, this one ends somewhat abruptly, kind of making you wonder what it all means. And really trying to perturb the thinking about what this could just mean in your life, and particularly about the stories about being present. Well, most of these stories, as you know, are mostly written around the concept where something might mean something else, a metaphor. Well, the tigers, they mean something else. So the tiger above, what do you think that tiger might mean? Well, that tiger might mean that, in fact, that's the past. And the tiger rushing up behind him are the depressions, the insecurities, the difficulties, the worries of the past. And they keep coming up behind you. 
Well, then the tiger down in the quarry, the one down below, well, that's the tiger of the future. And that's the anxieties of an uncertain future of what's coming and you can't control. It's the tiger swapping at you with the big claws about what's coming and you it just don't know what to do and there's anxiety about that. So the tiger of the past is the depressions of the past. The tiger of the future is the anxieties of the future. What is the mouse? Well, the mouse is the inevitable. It's what's going to happen that's totally out of our control. That mouse is going to gnaw through that vine. There's not a darn thing we're going to do about it. It's like death and taxes. Things just happen out of our control that we know they're pretty certain going to happen and we can't change that. That's the mouse. That's the inevitable. Well, then what is the strawberry? The strawberry itself is the sweetness of the present moment. It's that time where we're just focused right there on that sweet taste, aroma, and texture of that strawberry. And we're right and being present at that time. It's the gift. It's the present moment. That's what we're talking about here. And how cool would it be if we could move through life with all of our interactions, like the interactions with my daughter, for example, could be more like a strawberry. Instead of worrying about what's going to happen in the future and planning for this or that, or worrying what happened in the past, and having all of that deter from the present moment, to put our time and effort on what's in front of us, how cool would it be to treat every relationship around us, every activity that we really want value from, to be totally present, to be enveloped in the sphere of what's happening in front of us instead of being drawn away of what we got to do later or drawn back to what happened before so that our thinking and our actions and our attentiveness to what's in front of us is somewhat attenuated. The tigers and the strawberries teach us that there's a significance to the importance of being present in the moment, to being mindful of where you are, and to be aware, to wake up and recognize that these people around you, these things that you do, they're strawberries. And we have to take the time to taste them and to find them to be the delicacies and the delectabilities of life and not to be overwhelmed by what is uncertain in the future of what's coming and what has happened that keeps pulling us back to the past. And how germane is this right now as we move into 2021 from 2020 and look forward to the strawberries that'll be in front of us at every interaction without being unduly detoured by the tiger of the past or the tiger of the future. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast, Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Our vision is to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. I hope this helps, and I hope this causes you to have a little bit of thinking that might improve the ability to live a life that is fulfilled, happy, and harmonious. If you like our content, go ahead and hit subscribe so future podcasts can be sent in your direction. 